Faqih Abu Lais Samarqandi rahimahumullah has mentioned in his book Tanbiul Ghafilin that before we engage in any act of worship there are four things that are required. The first is knowledge. To fulfill any ibadah, any act of worship, one requires knowledge as to how that action should be carried out. Without knowledge, you won't be able to fulfill the requisites because every action has prerequisites. It has aspects that are fundamental to it. It has aspects that enhance it. It has aspects that complete it. And therefore, we need to have knowledge about the different aspects of deen. So, knowledge of wudu, knowledge of salah, knowledge of fasting, knowledge of zakat, that is required to be able to fulfill these injunctions. Then, the second thing that a person needs is an intention. An intention is to separate something that is not worship from that which is worship. A person may remain hungry the entire day. He didn't get time to eat. So the day passed. He remained hungry, but that won't be an act of worship because there was no intention to be fasting. But if he woke up early and he had his suhoor, and he made intention that I want to fast this day, then that is what makes that remaining away from food an act of worship. That is the second thing that is required. The third thing that is required is that the action be done correctly. So you need knowledge and then you need to actually do the action correctly. If a person does not do the action correctly, then it will not be accepted no matter how much sincerity a person has. There's a great scholar of deen, Mullah Ali Qari Rahimahumullah, who had written a book on Hajj, but he had not yet performed Hajj. And when he came onto the Mataf, he was so overwhelmed by the emotion of being in front of the Baytullah and in almost a state of trance and ecstasy that he started making tawaf, but he started making tawaf in such a way that his right shoulder was to the Baytullah. And someone stopped him and said that, don't you know how to make tawaf? You should be making tawaf with your left shoulder to the Baytullah. That is the way you make tawaf. And then the person told him that, why didn't you not research with regards to tawaf and performing hajj? There's a great book by a certain scholar. You should have read that book beforehand. And it turned out that he was the one who wrote that book. The point is that he was in a state of ecstasy and therefore he was overwhelmed by the moment. But tawaf that is not rendered in a particular manner without wudu, without the left shoulder facing the qibla or the kaaba, without starting at a point is not tawaf. No matter how sincere you are, no matter what feelings you have in a heart, your heart, but if it's not done as it's prescribed to be done, it is not valid. So that is the third thing that is required for an action, that the action be done correctly. And the fourth thing that is required from an action is that it be done sincerely for the sake of Allah. That it, there's no ulterior motive or any other intention that is made that with your heart, with your action, with your statement, there's only one thing that it is one intends, and that is the sake of Allah. 
وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَوْ الدِّينَ In the verse of the Noble Quran, Allah Rabbul Izzah says, وَمَا أُمِرُوا And they've not been instructed, إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ To worship Allah alone, مُخْلِسِينَ لَوْ الدِّينَ Making their deen sincerely for the sake of Allah alone. And it comes in a hadith, that on the day of Qiyamah, Different people who were granted different bounties will be called up. So the person who was a martyr who sacrificed his life on the battlefield will be called up. And that person will be reminded of his various bounties that Allah had granted him. And he will then be asked, what have you done with regards to these bounties? And he will say that I did this and I did that and I sacrificed my life for your sake, Ya Allah. And he will be told you lie. You are lying. You did not sacrifice your life for my sake. Rather, you sacrificed your life so that people can say, Jari'un, what a brave man. That's what you wanted people to say. And you sacrificed so that you can get the praise. You got the praise. That's it. Go and get your reward from those who you did this action for. And this person will be thrown headlong into the fire of Jahannam. Then a person of knowledge will be brought, a qari of the noble Qur'an, and he will be asked that Allah had granted you this knowledge. Allah gave you the ability to recite the noble Qur'an. What did you do? And he says, I taught people and I recited the Qur'an. And it will be said to him, you recited the Qur'an so people can say, what a beautiful voice. When we listen to you, we are moved. Our soul is stirred. That is what you wanted and this person will be thrown into the fire of Jahannam. Then a person will be brought. And this person would have been given lots of wealth in this world. And the person will be asked, what did you do with regards to the wealth? And the person will say, I gave lots of charity. I helped this person. I helped that person. I gave to this project. I assisted in different places. And it will be said, the reason why you assisted so people can say, what a generous man. He's the hatim tai of this era. You know, he just gives. His hands are always open. And it will be said to him that you got your reward, which is your praise, and he'll be thrown headlong into Jahannam. And when this hadith was narrated before Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhum, he would weep profusely and he would say that this is a grave warning for all of us. A grave warning for all of us. So what we are called upon is to have sincerity. And sincerity is something that we have to check. And if you attain it, it doesn't mean it remains. Something starts off sincerely and then the intention gets spoilt. And then also, if the intention gets spoilt, we can also then make istighfar and come back again and revert to our original intention. So... Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu said that there are four signs of insincerity. That a person, number one, he is reluctant, disinclined in solitude. When nobody's seeing, then he's not so energetic to do his action. When he's in a foreign country and nobody knows him, his dressing is different. He doesn't go to the masjid, he doesn't perform his salah because... There's no social expectation on him. Nobody has some sort of a, a you know, 
understanding of who he is so he doesn't have to live up to his reputation. So that is a sign of insincerity. How you are in privacy is different from your public. So that is the first sign that a person is lazy, lackadaisical and disinterested when in solitude. The second sign of insincerity is a person is very energized when people are seeing, when the lights are on, when the cameras are there, then the person is in the front to give a donation. When there will be recognition, will there be market value from this? What will we get from the donation? What pr promotional uh, value will this add to us? So when people are there, when people are watching, and then the person is very energized. One day, Abu Umama al-Bahili radiallahu anhu came in the masjid. And there was someone in sajda. And the person was crying in sajda. So he pulled him up and he said to him, If only this display was in your home. Why do you come into the masjid and render this type of worship here? What do you want? People must say, what a pious man. What a devoted man. He's weeping so much. He has a deep connection with Allah. This should be in privacy. So that is the second sign of insincerity. The third sign of insincerity is a person excels specifically with those acts of worship which will draw people's praise. So you do things knowing that if I do this, people will praise me, people will acknowledge me, people will recognize me. I want to do things that will bring the limelight upon me. And we want to do those things which we will draw the praise and attraction of people. So there are certain things that, you know, like being generous, like donating. And there are times when it is beneficial to donate in public. There are times when it should be done in solitude. When we do things for a community, there are times when it should be done in a public way. And there are times when it should be done in a private way. And in that way, it becomes more cleansing for ourselves. So a third sign of insincerity is that a person only wants to do those things which people will recognize, which people will come to know, which will be in the public domain where you can get the accolades for what you've done. And the fourth sign of insincerity is a person will abstain from things which will draw criticism, even though that is the right thing. Despite knowing this is the right thing, a person will abstain from it. And we have a beautiful example in this regard when the Sahaba anhum, were interacting with the Romans and a morsel of food had fallen on the ground and one companion said to the other that if we pick up this morsel now, these Romans will think that, you know, these people are uncultured. They barbaric. They don't have no table mannerism. So just leave it on the floor. And the other Sahabi spoke and he said, that should I leave the sunnah of my beloved for these ignoramus people? What they think is their matter. This is the sunnah. I will continue doing it under whatever circumstances. So even under those circumstances when it may draw criticism, but it's the right thing to continue with that. Allah ibn Taymiyyah rahimahumullah says, that if a person has the habit daily to perform the mid-morning prayer, what we term as Salatul Duha, mid-morning around 9, 10 o'clock, and this is your normal habit, 
And now you perhaps with a group of people traveling or you with others. And that time you should still perform the salah. And if you leave out that salah, thinking that, you know, people will just now say that I'm a very pious man. Therefore, today I'm not going to read it because we're all together. That is also a sign of insincerity. It's your habit daily to perform the salah. Now you with the others, you have the opportunity, you should continue performing the salah. That is a sign of your sincerity. And Azad Ali radiallahu anhu gave us a beautiful example with regards to sincerity. He was in the midst of a battle and he was about to slaughter an enemy of Allah, put an end to him, send him straight to Jahannam. And he had his sword and he had floored him and he was on top of him and he was about to chop off his head. And as a last dash attempt to get some sort of vengeance out, the enemy of Allah, the disbeliever, spat in the face of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhum. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhum immediately withdrew. He let the, go, the person go and he then turned his attention to someone else. And he continued with the battle. This person was stunned that he was about to kill me. I spat in his face. I gave him a, a second reason to kill me. So he was expecting that it was the end for him. Yet Sayyidina Ali then withdrew. And this person was baffled. And he wanted to know what was the reason for this. So he went to Sayyidina Ali. And he asked him that, you know, you had full power. I was at your mercy. You could have killed me. Why did you hold back? Why did you retrieve and pull back in those last moments? And he said that, I wanted to kill you for the sake of Allah. But when you spat in my face, it created anger within me because of you acting in a disgusting manner to me. And I had this anger within me if I had to kill you at that time. I would have killed you for my own anger. And the reason why I'm here on the battlefield is for the sake of Allah. I did not want something to be done for my own sake on the battlefield. That was the sincerity of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhum. So sincerity is something that it's a continuous process. We have to continuously work at it. And there are times where something starts off sincerely, but Someone praises you, something, there may be ulterior motive. Those are moments where we need to check ourselves. And, you know, till the last moments, because it is on sincerity, the acceptance of an action hinges on that. And we can never take it for granted that our action is accepted. Sayyidina Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam, after fulfilling such a mammoth task, like building the Kaaba, which was to be the, uh, you know, the icon till the end of times. What did he say? Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiul alim. He made dua for acceptance. And that is a sign of sincerity that we make dua for acceptance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the believers and he says, وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْتُونَ مَا آتَوْا وَقُلُوبٌ وَجِلَةٌ Those who do what they're supposed to do, who give what they were supposed to give, Yet their hearts tremble with the fear that we haven't done it as we ought to have done it and that we haven't fulfilled the rights of this action. So may Allah Rabbul Izzah grant us sincerity that our every action is solely for His sake.